the no the movie spaining you just did the facts that you just threw at me connor i can't remember any of them if you had laid two on me i'd probably remember them but there was so much there Welcome to episode one of Movie Explaining to My Girlfriend. I'm your host, Connor Quinlan. I'm joined by my co-host and partner, Andrea Tai. Hi, Andrea. Hi, Connor. <laughs> this is a movie rewatch podcast where a movie nerd, that's me, tests the limits of his long-suffering partner's patience and indeed the limits of their relationship by forcing her to watch a movie and then listen to a variety of useless information about said movie. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> How excited are you for this podcast? Uh, I'm not. <laughs> well, why are you doing it? Oh, I guess I, I must like you. <laughs> you must. Or you want to put all this part of our relationship just into one corner where once a week we have this conversation and you don't have to put up with it for the other six That's days That's true. That is true. This is kind of where you get to unload. This yeah. is your moment to shine. And I will. I, I absolutely <laughs> will. Um... So, for episode one, we're going to go back to 1981's Raiders of the Lost Ark in celebration of the release of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. We will be spoiling Raiders of the Lost Ark in our discussion, uh, but it's been out for 42 years, so if something about this film gets ruined for you, it's really, it's it's your problem. <laughs> so, Raiders of the Lost Ark. What was your relationship with the film before we did the rewatch? Um, my relationship with all Indiana Jones movies was like my. It reminds me of my childhood. Mm. Um, I was brought up with these because my dad loved them. So any time I think of them, I do think of you know growing up, um, in a household full of women. But that was the one thing that my dad got was the Indiana Jones uh franchise. <laughs> yeah, are they dad movies? Oh yeah, they yeah. are. Well, I feel like they're father and son type movies, but my yeah. dad just got away with it like I loved that kind of thing as a kid mm. so I, yeah he, he was lucky to have me to be honest <laughs> <laughs> but they were great I think everyone had them had them on VHS or something or at least mm. when they were on TV mm. you'd go yeah let's throw this on that's true but that's because they were so new and unique do you yeah. know they weren't like anything that had been done before in my opinion yeah nothing we, we'd have seen for sure like there's definitely adventure stories from yeah for back, sure but yeah, they and it was, I think it was the most um, update like kind of contemporary, I suppose, with the hero the way he was making all the witty comments every two seconds. You know, it, he was a very, he was just very cool. He was just very. He cool. was every boy I feel wanted to be Indiana Jones at some point. I did. I fully, <laughs> yeah. fully did. Um, and I think more so, like I love Star Wars. I really love Star Wars, but I think I wanted to be an Indiana Jones more than Han Solo. You know, I think he was, I can't explain, it was the, the leather jacket, the hat, everything just looked so cool. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely wanted to be Indiana Jones when I was a kid. And I rewatched these all the time. Like we, we had the VHS, they were worn to bits, mm. absolutely worn to bits. I, I love them. And I was very disappointed when Crystal Skull came out because I was like, oh, it's an Indiana Jones film in my lifetime. 
and that was I think it was 2008 I think I'd just done my leaving cert wow and it was so bad it was so bad so I don't know if I've seen that one I don't think you're missing anything really yeah because I feel Shia like Shia LaBeouf no I might have but it's not as exciting in my memory I probably saw it once because the other ones anytime they were on TV we would just throw it on because mm. I'd seen them anyways like I, I'm pretty sure we had them on VHS as well like I'm willing to go back and give it a go I think I've only seen it twice I think I saw it in the cinema thought it was terrible and then I I got the box set recently of Blu-rays and I think I watched it after getting that and it's still terrible it has fun bits mm. for sure but just so much CGI that was the thing that I took away and when you watch the originals again without CGI they just look so good you know still really really good now the CGI we're gonna get to it actually yeah <laughs> in Raiders but uh, yeah we'll get to that in a minute so how did you enjoy it on the rewatch I am going to upset you oh no <laughs> God, if you guys saw his face right now, <laughs> this might be the end. <laughs> Finish with one episode. I look, I liked it, but I definitely went, oh, yeah, no, this was so much cooler when I was small. Yeah, no, I just didn't love it. Like it was good. Don't like, don't cancel me here. It was good, but it wasn't my favorite at all. Right. So the audience now know what I have to deal with. Um, <laughs> You're, so you're wrong alright this was a class rewatch for me I I think it's every time I, I definitely notice more things especially about how accomplished the filmmaking was mm. and it's just fun it's just so fun uh, I'm yeah I don't really know what to say to you you know I'm, I'm really <laughs> should sorry should we just turn everything off I think, I think you should leave um, I think yeah I think it's just going to be me talking about the film now is that okay? That's absolutely fine. Right. So we'll start off by giving what the, the three biggest successes in each of our eyes uh, were about the film. So mm -hmm. I feel what you might have one success. So let's go for you first. Excuse me, rude. I actually have three successes okay. and three bigger failures. So wow, okay. I will get into it. So one of my successes, which I'm surprised you haven't predicted already because it's so basic, is that I adore John Williams and I love the score. And I think that it was done beautifully throughout. And um, they play the theme song throughout and tease it out, which I like. They don't play it fully until there's really like important heightened scenes. But otherwise it's teased. And I'm like, you're constantly waiting for them to, you know, come out with the da, 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 you know but they don't do it until the best moments and that I loved that it yeah. was kind of exciting for me the theme song is very good it is and do you know what this is actually something that I only discovered total today years old type thing that I only realised it's called Raiders March because it's Raiders of the Lost Ark <laughs> I know that's so bad Jesus but Christ. Connor I'm not messing I didn't realise well, no, I did realise that each Indiana Jones film had a different, like, name. But I didn't clock that Raiders of the Lost Ark was, first of all, the first one. I didn't know that. I think you should stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> I, I... Genuinely, I... <sighs> brand new information. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's such a good theme song. And what I was noticing as well, kind of similar to you, yeah, it does tease it out, but there, there's so many parts of the theme song where he kind of ducks out of the way you think it's going. Mm -hmm. Like, 
you know, it's it starts playing it and then the truck might crash yeah. it into something and then it, it comes out of the full theme song. It's yeah. very well put together. I didn't have it actually as, as a, success. a success. But it, it absolutely should be. But there's so many successes successes okay. about this film. I disagree. But anyways, right. Um, my second success was The Comedy Factor. So mm. I thought they did comedy really well. I don't think it was overdone. I thought it was done really effortlessly. And there was moments where you were just laughing your head off. My favourite scene, which we'll get to later on, was the scene where, um, what's her name? Marianne? 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 Marianne. I don't know her name properly. Sorry. Um, she's been taken away in the basket and mm. he like arrives into the crowd and there's so many people with carrying those I don't know what they're called but they're mm. these giant baskets carrying things and I was just weak I thought, it was, I thought it was a very good scene it was delivered very well mm. and there's moments where there's really good comebacks throughout yeah. the whole movie they're very quick and I feel like if you're not keeping in tune with the movie which well, I'm sure weren't. I definitely yeah. wasn't yeah. but if you are keeping in tune you'll pick up on very like quick wit which I love mm. so that was my second success okay my third success, which is a little bit heavier, is that they really succeeded the whole Nazi Germany um, 1936 uh, issue because it was very prevalent in 1936. Um, and it's funny because when I saw this movie as a child, I completely ignored the fact that they're basing like it around this time. And then it's kind of like when I watch The Sound of Music, it's only now you kind of look at it and go, oh gosh, this is actually really grim and, and sad. And it was the same watching this. I was like, oh, I didn't know they covered this issue. So I actually thought that so, was a really big success. So your success is the Nazis. <laughs> Great. Uh, one of your successes. Whoa. Oh, we are getting cancelled. Um, yeah, I I do agree. I think, it, I think it was very simple to have the villain as the Nazis. It's like, oh, yeah, we're, we immediately don't like these guys. Yeah. Um, That's might, why it's good. Yeah, it does work. It, does, it works brilliantly. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose... It's very, you know, you know I'm a big Marvel fan. And back in the day when World War Two was happening, Marvel were re- releasing Captain America comics with him literally punching Hitler on the cover of the com- comics and everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they were very much the villains in all pop culture for, for many years. Yeah, but um, rightly so. People, especially younger people watching it now who, you know, mm-hmm. might not have as much association or, you know, like I suppose when we did history as kids it was closer to not no, we're not that old but like it was closer to when it was when it had happened you know mm. parents grandparents would have lived through it so I think for today's generation who might not have as much association or might not have had grandparents who you know went through it they can see it through the eyes of these movies even if it is a comedy or even if it is an action film they get to see do you know true. this was a real life thing that did happen and they all really all the Indiana Jones films they, they like embarrassing the Nazis big time yeah <laughs> you know they're they're fairly thick in the films. Um, okay, great. I'll, I'll go through my successes, if that's okay with you. Yeah. Number one, uh, just the set pieces, like the staging of every action scene that, like, by Steven Spielberg. Like, he, he's he's just a master of that. You know exactly where everyone is in the se- sequences. And I, th- I think action scenes nowadays, I can, quite, I can get quite confused by the ge- geography of everything mm. going on. And I just didn't feel that at all. And they're so fun. And like you said, with the baskets, um, I, I think I'll get to my favorite scene later, but some of the action sequences, especially with the airplane. Oh my God. So well put together. Mm. My second one, very basic, the casting of Harrison Ford. Yeah. Like 
he is so good. He, no one else can play this role. Nobody. Mm-hmm. We will, and I will get to that as well. That big point that nobody else can or should ever play this role. Yeah. Uh, but he is so quick-witted. He's he underplays everything perfectly and he also plays up the a, a bit of a spoof factor every now and again like his face really does kind of it's almost like a parody every now and again but he's he's so damn good in this role um and yeah that's why i want to be harrison ford when i grow up mm-hmm. for sure and yeah. we've heard i so this was 1981 it, the 80s were massive for action films you had arnold schwarzenegger uh, about to come up you had um, Sylvester Stallone this action hero was a, a, a college professor mm. he is incredibly book smart like you don't get many action heroes like that and it was kind of making it cool like even you, you might see him and he's yeah, wearing a dicky bow and all that but he knows his stuff and then he can kick ass as well I think that's super cool you know yeah I'm, I'm I, I like that there is a hero out there that, you know... Is intelligent. N- is intelligent. <laughs> but no, nerds like me can... In school when we're like, oh, I'm a nerd, I'm book smart, but so, so is Indiana Jones. That's true. You I know? never thought about it that way. Yeah. I think it's because they make him so slick. He's like, so slick as well. Yeah. I feel like you go into college, not all professors are like that. Mm, if yeah. any, to be honest with you, they're not that slick. So because you see it that way, it doesn't feel realistic or yeah. something oh it's not realistic you know at all. like well but... yeah we know that but the the whole professor side of it i think yeah I, I just thought it was it was um it was just clever it was just great so failures dun 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 i am going to get killed mm-hmm. okay so i feel like you're gonna argue a lot with this yes <laughs> so i and this is what made me go oh this is the first one I didn't feel like there was a very good introduction to Indiana Jones. Oh, go to hell. (laughs) Wow. That is ridiculous. Yeah, well, no, I have reasons, okay? So I feel like, yeah, but first of all, I thought that it was the second or third film until you said something during it that made me go, wait, what? And that was how I discovered that Raiders March was for the first film, all that kind of thing. But I think it was just a really weak introduction. You know, when he turns around and he's there with the hat on and we're like oh it's Indiana Jones yeah that felt like a reintroduction it felt like the second movie and they're like he's back honest to god I was like what the hell (laughs) I knew I was going to get cancelled most ridiculous point I've ever heard and no 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 I am not finished the whole romance side of it and her being like oh you know she's really annoyed at him and all of that I thought that I had missed a film where they had gotten together and it was now a few years later and they were reuniting. I was fully like, did I miss something? So I felt that was also really poorly done. I was like, wait, what? I don't remember a love interest that he was already familiar with. I thought that he met her along the way. So sorry, you're blaming the film. Yes. For you not realising this was the first Indiana Jones film. Yes, I am. Okay, cool, cool. But I'm also saying that it didn't feel like the first... You know when you watch other films, it feels like the first. It feels like you're getting a seriously solid introduction to their life, their background, all of that. 
I didn't feel that when I was watching this. Although I knew everything about Indiana Jones, about how he was an archaeologist and his love interests and all of that, I thought there was a beginning story where we got that before this film. That's okay. my. I was so confused watching it. So that was my biggest failure, to be honest. That's with just you. ridiculous. Go on, keep on. Um. Oh yeah, I only have one other failure, but it's a total me problem, and I'm willing to put my hand up and say that. Um. I got very restless during all of the action scenes towards I the end. I definitely noticed and, that. Yeah, I just couldn't keep a focus, but that is my own problem. I am not an action movie type of person, but again, that's just something you have to live with. Um, I That's just something you have to work on. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay, well, I actually only have two failures as well. Mm-hmm. So, number one, it's, it's a funny one. I, again, I was searching for failures. All right, but okay. I love this film. I think it's a pretty perfect film. Okay, but number one, it was actually something pointed out in the show The Big Bang Theory. Okay. And in the show, the character Amy, when she's forced to watch Indiana Jones or forced to watch Raiders, she points out that I'll, I'll quote her character. She says, "Indiana Jones plays no role in the outcome of the story. If he weren't in the film, it would turn out exactly the same. If he weren't in the movie." The Nazis would have still found the Ark, taken it to the island, opened it up, and all died, just like they did. So, her point is that if Indiana Jones wasn't in the film, he the only difference really is that the Ark ends up in a warehouse rather than left on the island, mm. surrounded by dead Nazis. So, he, he, they would have just found the Ark. It would have taken them maybe a bit longer, but they would have found the Ark anyway. They would have still brought it to an island and tested it out before opening it in front of Hitler and they all still would have, would have died. Yeah. So that's it. Indiana Jones just killed a lot more people. So <laughs> wait, are you agreeing with Amy? I do. I, I do what? a little bit. I, I, But again, it doesn't ruin the film for me in one little bit. Yeah. But it's, it's just an interesting point that the protagonist of the story doesn't uh, cause any diversion within the story. I guess, but... It's an interesting point. Yeah. I, again, doesn't ruin the film, and I really was searching for failures here. Yeah, you're definitely searching a fa- for <laughs> yeah, a failure exactly. there, because it's Indiana Jones, it's Harrison Ford. Yeah. Stop, stop beating him I down. I won't, I won't. <laughs> um, number two is... It's not one that I searched for, but it was just one that really stuck out. Mm. In, in the scene where he's just met Marion, and they're in Nepal... And in the bar and the Nazis all come in and there's a big, big action sequence. But one of the Asian actors or Asian characters that the Nazis employ, he was so not Asian. He was so... The makeup was... I don't re- remember that at all. Oh, was well, it like kind of offensive? It, it was horrifically offensive. Yeah, and see, I mean, that's the thing. Some of these things just haven't aged Like you can, you could see the... Uh, what's it called? What's the... Uh, like makeup? Yeah. Eyeliner? No, no, no. It was it was like prosthetics kind of thing oh, over his forehead. Yeah, that's nearly disrespecting like latex. them. It was like yeah. latex changing. Yeah. It was quite... Just tough. cast somebody if that's what you're... Yeah, now it was the 80s. Yeah, you know, again, so that wouldn't happen today. It you definitely would hope. wouldn't. It definitely wouldn't. Um, so yeah, they were my only two failures. So let's move on. And I think we're going into your... No, no, we're actually going into mine first. Oh, no. Mine first. So, oh, no. this is Connor's movie spaining corner. Oh, God. <laughs> These are the facts that I fully believe are vital for you to know. 
vital and I will remember for five minutes and no more. Probably, probably. (laughs) So I've got 10, so I'll go through them very quick. Number one, this is a very well-known story, a very well-known fact. But while watching the film, you laughed your head off at this moment. And I want to explain where this moment came from. Yeah. So there's a bit where he's chasing after trying to find Arian and a guy comes out with a sword oh and, yes yeah. and he, he shoots him yeah, yeah. that was so, the so funny shows off a little bit with the sword and then Indiana Jones just takes a gun out and shoots him yeah hilarious they had actually rehearsed and choreographed a whip versus sword fight sequence okay rehearsed it for a long time this stuntman learned the, d- designed the whole thing learned the whole thing ready to do it Harrison Ford had food poisoning Oh no. Had horrific dysentery, I think I heard. Oh gosh. And just, he was barely able to leave his trailer. They were in the middle of, I think it was Tunisia where they filmed it. Oh He no. was barely able to leave his trailer trailer for longer than a few minutes. <gasps> and someone said, why don't you just shoot him? And yeah. That's, it's an iconic moment now. As it a result. is, yeah. I kind of still want to see a whip versus sword fight scene. Uh, but yeah, but now if I ever watch this again, I'm just going to be thinking about how sick he was. And, I know, it's crazy. And how I empathise. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, number two, the hat and the jacket belonging to Indiana Jones are displayed in the Smithsonian Museum. Where is that? In Washington, Ooh. I believe. Um, yeah, it's a pretty iconic museum in America to be fair I would love to see them yeah I think it's mad there's other things like uh, oh, something some, one of John Hamm's maybe his suit from Mad Men like they really show some pop culture uh, relics as well in there cool uh, number three so do you know the character Salah yes the best friend he was almost played by Danny DeVito oh wow uh, Danny DeVito couldn't do it because he was filming a sitcom called Taxi at the time and he wasn't able to get out of it. Okay. I can see that though. Yeah, yeah. All right. Harrison Ford was the first choice for the role. Yes. Do you know who the second choice was? Who? Which which friend's recurring guest star was the second choice? A recurring friends? Recurring guest star on the TV show Friends. Oh gosh. I have no idea. Tom Selleck oh mm. yeah no I can't see that you can't now but I just see three men yeah, and a baby here, here are a few other people who are rumoured to have been okay. in consideration Sam Elliott okay uh, Christopher Guest who comedy actor married to um, Jamie Lee Curtis actually oh yes David Hasselhoff mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson okay. Nick Nolte Bill Murray Steve Martin, Chevy Chase, Sam Neill, who yeah, pretty to much be played fair, him in Jurassic Park, yeah, and also Gene Hackman. Okay. So I don't know how true all of those are, but but aren't we so glad we got some Harrison? We got Harrison Ford to love it. So, here's a mad one. Uh, there's a bit where it shows some mice beside the ark, and one mouse is like writhing in pain almost. Yeah. And. It, the, apparently the cast just saw a mouse doing that <gasps> put it in front of the Ark and I was like yeah that's brilliant you know it makes it look like the Ark has some power uh, they later found out the mouse had a brain tumour I was just gonna ask yeah. how sick was that mouse yeah he had a brain tumour oh no so there you go that's made me so sad so in the is it the well of souls with mm-hmm. all the snakes yeah uh, a lot of them were legless lizards which are apparently different 
but I did actually notice I was looking at a few of them going that the head is kind of different to the rest of the snakes I hated that scene as yes. you know I, yes. I do not like snakes one little bit do you know what fear of snakes is no what's it called no aphidiophobia aphidiophobia yeah there you go here's one I just discovered brilliant the French bad guy mm-hmm. uh, the rival ar- archaeologist He's played, I can't remember his name now, but a British actor. The only other film I've seen him in, Hot Fuzz. He plays a priest in Hot Fuzz that oh. I think, I'm pretty sure Simon Pegg shoots. Yeah. Which is mad. Uh, what do you think this has on Rotten Tomatoes? Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, it has to be something really high. Hmm. Like 97%. Close, 93. Ooh, okay. Uh, it's the highest rated Indiana Jones film what do you think the lowest one currently as of today oh gosh i don't know oh the one you mentioned nope oh really the new one dial the of destiny one. currently it's no. at 63 percent. oh we haven't seen it yeah so we will be the judge we we will uh okay this is number nine and this is my favorite one okay my favorite piece of information that i found in researching so the nazi monkey Yes. That does the salute. Oh, he's so cute. He is. Despite that. <laughs> Despite the fact he's a Nazi. <laughs> so the, it, there was a voice artist yes. making the monkey noises. His name was Frank Welker. He did the voice for the Nazi monkey, but he also did the voice for Abu in Aladdin. <gasps> oh, wow. Isn't that That's mental? an interesting uh, CV isn't uh, it? career thing it's just just voices monkeys fair play <laughs> number 10 I am going to teach you something about film now oh god do you know what the term MacGuffin means have you ever heard of that no but it sounds like MacLovin it, <laughs> it does so a MacGuffin is an object device or event that is necessary to the plot and the motivation of the characters but insignificant unimportant and irrelevant in itself so in this film the Ark of the Covenant is a MacGuffin it's causing all the characters to be motivated to try and get it alright MacGuffins pop up in a load of films and mm. there's actually in a, one film for one of the very soon to be recorded podcast has a major MacGuffin in it as well okay uh, it was the term was coined by a screenwriter called Angus MacPhail uh, he wrote a lot of movies for Alfred Hitchcock and it was Hitchcock who really popped popularize the um the term so MacGuffins are everywhere so i think in future podcasts i'm gonna say was there a MacGuffin? In oh this gosh film? don't try and challenge me <laughs> i'll probably have slept through most of the movie probably but it is actually it's a very famous term okay. so uh I, I now get to actually teach you something <laughs> great all right that's the end of my movie spanning corner now we go to <laughs> andrea's lookalike corner so a bit of context Every time we watch a movie, Andrea has to pause the film or just talk over the film just to tell me that there's an actor in, in the film that reminds her of someone else. Yeah. And I'm sure there are plenty of people listening to this who will say the exact same. Yeah. But to the degree you do it, it's There's, it's there's no degree. There's and I no... can't describe. First of all, I know that there were two actors in the film that you were just saying look like people you knew. You, and oh, you I know. tried to convince me and it led to an argument you tried to convince me so hard that they looked like and they, they didn't and they honest. do because they I reached out to these people and they were like yes yes I do look like these people 
Oh, you're so sad. Right, go on. So, do you have any lookalikes from I, this film? Of course I do. I sit and analyse throughout I've got one the whole movie. I've got one for you, but I'll let you go first. Do. Well, my first one is obviously Harrison Ford. Looks like me, yeah. Okay, no. But this isn't exactly a lookalike, but this is something I have brought to your attention before, as have a few people. I, as a child, always mixed him up with Dennis Quaid. So ridiculous. Like, you could have said to me, Dennis, or not Dennis Quaid, but Harrison Ford was in The Parent Trap, and I would have been like, yeah, he was. He was a great dad. <laughs> and I, I remember having this conversation with you before, but, and it makes sense to me if Harrison Ford wasn't so iconic. Like, you can't yeah. confuse them. But there's just something. It's just they're, something they're, there. They're gruff white men. That's pretty much it. They're just really, really <laughs> gruff. I don't know. But it, it was something that confused me as a child and it doesn't confuse me anymore. It was just something growing up. I couldn't seem to okay. differentiate between the two of them. Okay. I, Harrison Ford and Dennis Quaid. Let's see if anyone agrees with you there. Oh, definitely. Um. So Karen Allen, who plays Marion. Now, I... I did say that she reminded me of an Irish influencer. Connor oh. nearly bit the head off me here. So I actually <laughs> they, had to reach like. out to this this girl mm. who actually then did agree. Um, if anybody is from Ireland, her name's Rachel Gorey. She is an influencer and fashionista and all of that. She's fantastic. But they're, she they're, they're both brunette. No, 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 that's, no. That's where the down, similarity ends. Down to the 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 dimple on their chin they're that alike it's crazy but anyways having said that now when it comes to other actresses or even musicians or whatever I couldn't think of anybody now I did have somebody who reminds me of her um and that was Christian Davis who's in Sex and the City there was just something yeah, there that reminded that it wasn't mm. that they visually look alike it was just some of their mannerisms reminded me of one another I can see that um and the last person that, that I I found a lookalike for, and I don't know if you're going to agree with me or not, but I see it through and through, and it'll give you a laugh one way okay. or the other. So, Alfred Molina, okay? Yeah. I think, you know, Adam Goldberg, who plays Eddie in Friends? Like, okay. Eddie yeah, with yeah, the fish? Yeah, 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 I know them. Yeah. And this is so weird, because I'm about to mix him up with another Friends actor. I'm about to mix him up with Elliot Gold, who played Jack Geller in Friends so that would have been so Rachel, or not Rachel Molina Ross and and Elliot Gould had a baby yeah it would be it Adam would be Goldberg Al- no, it would, no. Or, what are you saying Adam Goldberg and yeah. Elliot Gould if they had a baby it would be Alfred <laughs> Molina I was just going for the two older actors having <laughs> yeah, a baby yeah 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 also okay. another one which I don't know if this could be just really rude I also get Borat vibes there's just something there from Alfred Molina <laughs> Oh my god! I don't know what it is. I think it was some of the mannerisms again. They I didn't look alike. Did you know it was Alfred Molina the minute he came on the screen? No, not initially. I'd mm. say we were a good bit into the movie before I was like, "Wait, I recognise okay. him from." Because that was one of my favorite. Because I was watching it as a teenager when Spider Man Two came out. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, Alfred Molina. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah. Will I tell you my look alike? Yes, go on. You know, the Nazi dude with the glasses and wearing all leather. Yes. Dwight Schrute. Oh, no, really? Yeah. But do you know what? He reminds me of the guy that plays... Uh, he's, you know, the really, really tall guy in Jojo Rabbit? 
Stephen Merchant. Yeah. You're just confusing two Nazis now. <laughs> that's all that's happening. It was weird because when I watched it, I was like, what? I feel like I've seen this guy, but like 20 years later. <laughs> Do you think any debut podcast has said the word Nazi as much as we have? No, and just just want to let okay. people know we, we, we're not condoning anything. <laughs> I don't think that needs to be stated. But <laughs> no, okay, but it's but just it's been mentioned Nazi. a lot, but it, it, it is just relevant in this in Brilliant. this film. Right. You done? Yes. Okay. Thank you for having me. And can I just say the point seconds. of putting this corner into the podcast that Andrea's look like corner is so that you don't have to do it during the film. You did it twice during the film and I think it was throughout the entire uh chase sequence from the airplane to the him on the horse and everything you were there tr- looking at pictures okay. of that influencer and not only that you were trying to find one that looked the most like Karen Allen because she didn't look like her at all she did she did and can I just say something you mentioned something very relevant there it was during the chase scene the yeah. time that I was the most bored okay fair enough right movie splaining questionnaire this is the section where we have 10 quick fire question, questions for both myself and Andrea. To answer. Yes. So, favourite performer of the movie? This can be an actor, director, an animal, whatever. Um, Harrison Ford, obviously. And, and the monkey. <laughs> Just to give him a bit of credit because he was so cute despite what he, you know. Despite what he was for and all of that he was just he was a great to Heil. yeah it was hilarious. I mean to get a monkey to do that is it probably took effort so yeah. well yeah. I knew you were going to say Harrison Ford uh, so I, I said I said Steven Spielberg um, mm, I think oh my gosh to, yeah how did I not think of him uh, Spielberg got He's an amazing. Oscar nomination and Harrison Ford didn't so just, oh my god I didn't mm, know that yeah uh, it, I think it got nominated for eight awards it won four all yeah. in like technical but it was uh, it was up for best picture as well, which is wow. Weird. All right, uh, quote to live by. <laughs> I don't know if this is to live by, but give me the whip. <laughs> I just love that. It's so simple, and uh, one that I was really hoping my parents were going to be able to listen to this podcast. But, uh, there you go. It's just funny. Um, I have another one, but it's it's borderline. I don't know. It's it's offensive, but it's funny. You Americans, you're all the same. Always overdressing for the wrong occasions. I just love that. <laughs> anything to make fun of Americans? Brilliant. Nope. Uh, I've got a quote to live by. It's not the years, it's the mileage. That's... Oh, so I actually really like that. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, you were Googling pictures of uh, an Irish influencer while <laughs> while that was said, so you didn't even notice it. Uh, and another quote is obviously, I hate snakes. Oh yeah, I knew you were going to use that one as well. Favourite scene? Um, the the chase scene with the baskets. And and this and when he shoots the guy rather okay. than... I loved all of that. It was all... And it's so, so funny because for somebody who doesn't like that much action, I felt like it was done perfectly because there was such a good comedy side to it. So I didn't take my eyes off the screen throughout. Yeah, that was a good action sequence. Um, I have to shout out the opening for me. Because mm-hmm. I I think it was a great introduction to Indiana Jones. And mm-hmm. especially when he goes into the temple and he, he's getting that idol. Mm. Uh, I think it was all very well done. But my favourite is the airplane fight scene. When he's fighting the big guy and the airplane's just moving around. And yeah. it's very well done. Actually, something I didn't include in my movie spinning. The airplane wheel ran over Harrison Ford's leg. Oh while they were filming that 
luckily apparently it was so hot the tire had melted so it was soft rather than hard <gasps> so he just tore a few ligaments and just kept going I have a question mm-hmm. did Harrison Ford enjoy filming this at all <laughs> Because like, he was dysentery. sick. Oh yeah, he he cracked a few ribs at another point. Oh like he, he did a lot of stunts himself. He is he is some man. He is some man. Right, number four, recasting the film. So I already know that you're just not going to recast anybody because it's Harrison Ford. But I did actually recast it, and I know it won't work. But it was the closest the closest I could get to, I suppose, you know, a a badly done Indiana Jones. So. I said Scott Eastwood playing Indiana Jones is like son, okay? Oh, that's that's not as bad as I imagined. Yeah, right? You can see it. That's not, I can see that. And his love interest would be Dakota Johnson because she is so dry with her humour. And I think that in this day and age, they would make her more of kind of an independent character. You know, she would kind of fight with Indiana Jones yeah, more sure. than the character of Marion did. Yeah. And... I think she would nail it. I think she'd be very yeah. good at it. I, I like that. I like it if if it has to be done. I like that. Exactly. It was spoken about mm-hmm. years ago that Chris Pratt might be in a reboot. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no. So that was... Uh, that Apparently Harrison Ford said something, when I die, so does Indiana Jones or something like that. I also had... I wrote down Chris Hemsworth as a potential Oh, yeah. Reboot. I can see that. I did think of him. But the thing, the thing about Chris Hemsworth is that he's big and he's muscly, and mm. you want Indiana Indiana Jones to feel a bit beatable. Yeah, you know, I understand that. Yeah. So yeah, in in other words, I just wouldn't recast. Okay. Just wouldn't. Right, part five, phone watch. How many times were you tempted to pick up the phone? Well, Connor, as you already know, I did pick up the phone. About four times. I'd say it was yeah. more. I didn't pick up the phone once. You didn't. No, to I be fair, you didn't. But, but curiosity did get the better of me. I had such an itch from the second I realised that I had people that looked like um, both Indiana Jones and Marion. I was, I had to. And it's just one of those things where once I kind of get that itch, I have to, I have to know who they look like. <laughs> yeah, it was really annoying. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so part six. This film made me want to watch what? What film were you inspired to watch because of Raiders? Well, funnily enough, the new Indiana Jones movie, but now I'm a little bit unsure because of the, the low rating you have I told me about. Yeah, absolutely. And I do want to watch it for Phoebe Waller-Bridge because I absolutely love her. Mm. So I said The Last Crusade because that's definitely my favourite. I, th- I think Raiders is the best Indiana Jones film, but yeah. Last Crusade is definitely, it's the most rewatchable f- one for me. It's got Sean Connery. Uh, I would say that. And I also thought Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Purely because the whole introduction to Star-Lord and that and him getting that relic, it's such a throwback to Indiana Jones. So, yeah. You know, the, the whole Chris Pratt, comparison didn't come from nowhere yeah but it actually does remind me of Jurassic World which then in turn reminds me of Jurassic Park which I feel like would be up there as one that I would want to watch Mm. after Indiana Jones because they're kind of on the same like you know they're obviously in the same era as such and it's Steven Spielberg you know exactly yeah I think yeah if it's not going to be another Indiana Jones film Jurassic Park yeah Yeah. for definite and again there's a reference made to Sam Neill earlier on Mm. and I do think that he would be the second and Harrison Ford Best. was almost 
the Sam Neill character in Jurassic no, Park. No, he wasn't. Yeah, yeah, but there is it. something there between the two of them. Like, I can't mm. explain it, but they are very similar. Gruff white men. I'm telling you. <laughs> Gruff white men. Uh, could this film be a West End musical? I'm saying no. Definitely not. <laughs> it, it, like, it shouldn't be. You? Okay. Well, like, look, I'm all about a good, solid musical. So I think I would absolutely watch this as a musical. I think I would watch it more as a parody than I actually would a serious It would have to be production. a parody at yeah. most, but... But then it's like, do you really want to make Indiana Jones a parody? No, it yeah, shouldn't exist. Exactly. No. All right, what is the MCU connection? Did you get this? Yeah, I did. It yeah. was Alfred. Well done. Um, well done. I really didn't think you were, were going to recognise Alfred Molina. But it, it did take time. It okay. took me time. Do you know what reminded me? He was in Promising Young Woman. Mm-hmm. And I re- it was... Oddly, that I was looking at him going, I recognize him from That's something. Mad. I remember it. And then it was, I remembered a long time ago when you were movie explaining to me, you told me that he was also in Spider Man and he was making a comeback for the newer Spider Man. Yeah. As like, there missed, you go. was it like something Octopus or Dr. something? Octopus. Yes. Well See, done. I know something. You pay attention. Yes. There's going to be another one, another connection. Is there? Yep. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford is going to be in Captain America 4. Is he? Yeah, he's he's replacing um, William Hurt. Okay. William Hurt died a couple of years ago, so he's playing that character. I can see that. And then on top of that, John Rhys Davies, who plays Salah. Mm-hmm. So he's Welsh. Yeah. And uh, do you know who he, he's in Lord of the Rings? No. Yeah, he was the dwarf Gimli in the three oh. Lord of the Rings films. Now for you. But he also was in an episode of the Incredible Hulk TV show yeah. back in the day that I have watched purely because it was an episode where uh, David Banner instead of Bruce Banner it was David Banner in the show meets Daredevil yeah and John Reese davies plays Kingpin who's like a major or Marvel villain so yeah there were a few Marvel connections there interesting so yeah Mar- MCU connection that's going to be a question every week because it's my theory that you can connect any movie to the MCU at this point. Well, so. oh, that's just because you're an absolute I'm nerd, nerd. when it comes to MCU. Connor is MCU mad for just anyone listening. Just it a is little bit. Just a little bit. I won't tell you about the room we're sitting in right now. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'll take a picture at some point and post it up. Uh, how many stars are you giving this film? I'm going to give it four. You are mental. Like, you're a mental. But, hey... I think that's really fair considering considering the amount of criticism I've given it. Like, I literally... Why is there any cr- criticism? That makes no sense. It's a perfect movie. <laughs> it's... No, it's not. No, it's not. You cannot say it's a perfect movie. Do you know why? Because right now I'm thinking of the really bad CGI. Oh, okay. Yeah, but... And what was that? Who cares? I didn't know there was any element of supernatural in it until that. And I was like... Oh, they all have elements of supernatural. I have no memory mm. as a kid of that. So when I was watching this, I was like, Jesus, what a No, gimmick. it was. But it was it was old. I think they it could was. have updated it at this point. They could have done a recut. For, for sure. But at yeah. the same time, do you really want to do that to an old kind of classic? Yeah, I think keep it as a classic five-star film. You're right. four-star right. film. Is yes. So wrong. Uh, and finally, would you watch it again? Yes, of oh, course. For sure. yeah. I'd watch it every single year. It's one of those films that if it's in the cinema, I don't care if I saw it last week, I'm going to go to the cinema okay. to watch it again. Maybe that is something that we should consider because maybe yeah. I prefer it yeah. as a cinema watch than on a TV screen. Maybe. You never know. Maybe. Right. The final dun, section, dun, dun. the smarminess meter. This is where Andrea gets to rate how smarmy I was during this podcast. 
One I... to ten. How was I? Oh, quite bad. No, I wasn't. Yes, you were quite bad. I'm not going to lie. You were probably up there and you're going to get so mad, but an eight. The, no, the movie explaining you just did, the facts that you just threw at me, Connor, I can't remember any of them. If you had laid two on me, I'd probably remember them. But there was so much there. Okay. Well, uh, that's... The, the, the sad thing is, I know how smarmy I can get. Yes, so, so that's can I. about an eight. Or that, that, that's not an eight. That should be about a four for me. Oh, that's really worrying I can, if I you can think get that. Worse. I can get worse. Okay, well, it's okay. Lucky it's for you, happen. we're not breaking up today. <laughs> <laughs> right, so thank you so much for listening, folks. That's all from us. Uh, this is our first episode of our first podcast. We're very much thrown together. We're recording this in an attic. Uh, so you could probably hear, you know, water tanks going and everything throughout throughout it. So... You know, it, we are just starting this up, so it would mean a whole lot if you could share this podcast across all your social media platforms, to all your friends and family. And depending on how much I've annoyed Andrea today, we will be back next week with another pretty iconic movie. So please subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you listen to. This episode was produced and edited by Andrea Tai. Our fantastic theme song was written by Darrow O'Brien and performed by Darrow O'Brien and Kathy Gardner. Uh, so thank you so much. Thank you. Anything to say before we leave? No, no. I am done. We're, we're, we're done for today. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye.